All right, everybody. At long last, you have a new episode of the So Baseball podcast, which, again, is filled with a lot of other things besides baseball, um, which is not how we always would prefer it. But in this case, this time of year, and considering the labor situation, thank God for these other sports that we can fill our days with. So this pod was an interesting one. My brother and I had an awesome 39-minute chat. Kevin is deep in the woods on a film shoot for um, Acura of San Leandro. And our friend Sasha is on some sort of European retreat. He went to, I think he's either in Belgium or he's on some boat in Lake Geneva, Switzerland. He's some, he's somewhere in the posh areas of Europe doing some sort of fancy thing or skiing. I'm not sure exactly what. So we're without two of our panel today, but my brother and I did our best to make up for it. We talked about baseball, Hall of Fame, football, basketball, cricket, Illinois State high school football, NBA, Champions League soccer, NCAA basketball, college football. If you love a sport, we almost certainly talked about it. And if not, we did not talk about NHL this week, which we should have because the Kings are making a push, but we did not cover hockey. I want to give a shout out to our family members who follow hockey as as closely as we do. If you want to come on this podcast, it's as easy as downloading an iPhone app putting in your AirPods and clicking a link when I send it to you, boom, you're in the podcast. So Tyler, Uncle Ross, Uncle Bruce, anybody who wants to jump in, the invitation is open. Ab, you've already heard Ab's episode. It was amazing. We're going to have him back on in a week or two. So I'm throwing this out there. Anyone, really, all of our listeners who are like, hey, this sounds like a lot of fun. I want to get on this podcast. Text me, email me. So baseball at iCloud.com. Say it, so underscore baseball at iCloud.com, I think it is, or so dot baseball at underscore.com. Whatever, just freaking text me. I will show you what app to install, and then when we're starting the recording, I will text you the link, and you can jump in. And that is the magic of Anchor. Anchor is a, a Spotify-owned product that makes it super easy to record podcasts. And this is not a sponsor read, but uh, everyone who wants to start a podcast, if you know absolutely nothing about recording or editing, just get Anchor, do your podcast through Anchor. It puts your podcast up on all the major platforms and all the minor platforms, Spotify, Apple, Overcast, all the other little ones. So that's how we do it. We do it through Anchor and you can't too. So enjoy this conversation with my brother, Dave. Sorry for blabbing on so long. Whoa, so baseball. So baseball. Wow, so baseball. Rossi. Daber. Hey, how you doing? Happy Wednesday, Tuesday. Happy Wednesday to you. How's everything going over there? Not. What's the latest? AirPods. I'm connecting AirPods. to the AirPods. AirPods. Yeah. 
I'm in, I don't know how the sound is. I'm parked on the corner of Lake and uh, looks like uh, San Pasqual. So, okay. What's up um, there? Brady's getting a haircut. Um, okay. I'm waiting for her because it's more trouble to go home and then come back. So yeah. Just going to hang out here. Nice. What are you guys up to tonight? Um, not much. I'm still kind of on the clock. Um, yeah. And uh, big, big outage today for uh, some things. I don't know if you heard about that. AWS. Outage. Big oh, AWS yeah. outage affected uh, our, our work. Okay. So couldn't work today, unfortunately. I mean, I could work, but none of the editors could connect. So we've got um, we've got an MLB lockout and an AWS breakdown i know blackout that's a related nightmare. you think maybe <laughs> you never know Could um, be. so um here's what i got what do you got i got an mlb lockout um no no movement okay um the the teams uh have done nothing the players haven't announced that any movement so the the lockout is at a standstill we did have some hall of fame announcements from the historical committee um we got some legendary names gil hodges jim cott minnie minoso buck o'neill all in the veterans committee selection that means like they've been long since off the ballot, but you know, this is the kind of looking back and saying, how the hell are these guys not in the hall of fame yeah. kind of uh, catch all. So right. congrats to them. Yep. And long overdue, well-deserved and very well-deserved. So good times, good times. I'm all, I'm all in favor of giving people recognition who should have gotten it in the first place yeah we'll probably have to have this conversation once kevin joins but there's the whole steroid era players being excluded or included conversation barry bonds roger clemens a rod a lot of people have a lot of opinions on that i don't know where my opinions really stand i don't care about the hall of fame too much but um, I think it's a relevant conversation to have someday. Well, I, I think that uh, the steroid era players um, have to fucking deal. You know, they, they did that. They knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They would rather win a World Series and get a bunch of money than, you know, um, and risk possible later in life. Um, Yep. Dislike or call it what you will. Yep. A scandal. And they uh they rolled the dice, you know. They're all millionaires. None of them have to work. Right. We're not this isn't some kind of, you know, whatever. Um so I am fine with the baseball writers who are probably a bunch of eggheads. I'm not saying they're, you know, <laughs> the most uh enlightened people in the world, but uh I I'm fine with them being like, you know what? Fuck you guys. He screwed up. Well, I mean, I guess it makes it impossible to judge what kind of career numbers they would have put up if they hadn't been doing the steroids. We know Barry Bonds was a great player 
without them early in his career, but and same with Arod, but how much better did they get because they cheated? Are we are we saying you don't get in because we don't know how actually how good you actually were? Or are we saying we don't you don't get in because you uh, were caught? I'm saying they don't get in because they were caught breaking the rules. And um, we don't know what they would have actually done if they hadn't uh, broken the rules. So does this count for across the board any any positive test for a, a banned substance? means immediate disqualification for the hall of fame should that be put should that be clarified in writing that this is the policy or do we just continue to leave it up to the opinions of the you know 50 or so sports writers who make these decisions every year i think we leave it up to the sports writers um you know it's no one said that getting into the hall of fame is a right or some kind of thing that everyone should should be able to do you know it's a private enterprise. The baseball writers are a private group. Right. And no one was promised anything. You're right. You know? So I think that I'm completely okay with um, them just having to suck it up and every year deal with the questions. Right. And, you know, if someone made a case like that was a legit case on why they should get in, even if they were part of the steroid brigade, you know, hear them out. So how will so this, um, how will this kind of extrapolate out to players from the sign stealing scandal? Will their names be forever stricken from the record in terms they of could be. like, but we don't know. We don't know yet, but I, I think there's a really good chance they could be. Hmm. Um, okay, well, enough about Hall of Fame. Congrats to this okay. year's inductees. What's your next topic? My next topic? Well, I got to say, I don't have a ton of uh, baseball topics to throw at you. Um, but if I was going to talk um, just general sports topics, um, you know, everyone's talking about the game last night, the, the Patriots versus the Bills. That was, you know, that was I was the seeing the of, I was seeing a lot of wind talk. Crazy, crazy weather, really crazy wind. Um, and Patriots ran the ball, I believe, 46 times and threw it only three times in the whole right. game. Um, and is this because Tom Brady left the team? They don't have anyone who can pass. No, no. What they're saying is Belichick was like, the wind's too crazy. We're going to run it hard. We're going to run it and just keep on running it and make them stop us. And then ultimately, you know, it came down to a very narrow margin of victory, but they got the win. And meanwhile, Buffalo was throwing it all over and couldn't stop the run, even though they knew that that's exactly what was going to happen. They were just going to run, run, run. Um, so usually, when you the know the, uh, usually when you know what's coming, you have a pretty good – chance to stop it exactly exactly so that's why everyone's saying like whoa the patriots are so great because even though everyone knew exactly what they were going to do they went out and did it anyway and it worked um so bill belichick is you know a genius again and all this mm. stuff 
I guess I never realized he wasn't a genius. People have been like puffing this guy up for decades. Yeah, they have. Um, And they, well, there was, you know, when Tom Brady left, there was kind of the, who was the real genius? Was it him or was it Tom Brady? Last season seemed like maybe Brady was the guy. Because he won the Super Bowl and Belichick didn't even make the playoffs. Right. Who was the who was the one making it happen? Right. Who was the real reason for all their success? And now they're saying, well, wait a second. You know, Belichick has the top seed in the AFC. He just went out and did some like, you know, master class in, you know, how to win ugly. Um, and uh, everyone's all juiced up and jick jacking and getting all excited (laughs) interesting okay well um that's an interesting perspective um i wish i could offer more i didn't see the game but i did happen to be on twitter at the time so i was seeing these tweets about the patriots only running the ball so congrats to them um congrats to them we do have our college football um bracket oh yeah that's yeah. that's exciting, and I'm interested to see. Um, you know, we have the the bowl games are set. Um, right. It's going to be exciting. Alabama once again, who mm-hmm. everyone hates. God damn them! Gotta hate Alabama. Do you but, hate Alabama too? Well, doesn't everyone? Um, I don't know. I mean. Maybe I've mellowed a little bit, but all the teams that I really like used to hate and be mad at, I don't, I don't really care anymore. Like, Mm. you know, I I don't really, with, with some notable exceptions, as I've stated before on the podcast, you know? Gotcha. Um, Well, we know that we are going to have on Friday, December 31st at 3.30 PM, number one, Alabama versus number four, Cincinnati and at 7.30 p.m. that same day, we're going to have number two, Michigan, hosting number three, Georgia. Not actually hosting, but they are the home team. So that's in the Orange Bowl. The earlier game is the Cotton Bowl. So those two bowls are essentially our semifinals. Right. And then finally, a week and a half later, Monday, January 10th, is the championship game. It's not a bowl per se. It's just the college football playoff national championship game right right in other significant bowls the rose bowl will be consisting of ohio state taking on utah who just put the smack down on oregon in the pac-12 conference game i don't know if you saw that i did i did um the ucla bruins will, will be playing in the holiday bowl in san diego lovely san diego at Petco Park, will take on NC State. Yes, so the Bruins are in a bowl, so that's exciting. So bowl season is upon us. Um, The Peach Bowl will be Michigan State versus Pittsburgh. Um, There's so many bowls. I mean, I don't care about too many of these bowls, but uh, I will watch these semifinals and finals. I guess that's New Year's Eve. So, yeah, enjoy. Well, I like bowl season because, A, there's a lot of gambling around it, so you can, I mean, if you, if you like to bet, which I know you do. I like to bet. Um, there's, there's a game every, there's a bowl game every day that you can bet on. Sometimes more than one. Um, 
so you know that's pretty cool that yeah. that is out there and um, being on the west coast as i've said before is just the absolute best i mean oh, it really is you get start so early and it just continues throughout the day yeah no i know i don't know how you did that east coast lifestyle it was the, the east worst coast sports lifestyle is so ridiculous sorry friends on the east coast <laughs> well i remember like my first my first winter in new york i was talking to amy and oliver and i was like we got to plan a Super Bowl party. And um, at 6.30 at night, we're sitting there in the dark. You know, the sun's gone down. It's freezing. And the game hadn't even started. I'm like, this yeah. sucks. I got to go to work tomorrow. Totally. I remember back in the San Francisco days, we'd be at Parkside with Brashear bartending. The game's on. We'd even have time to play a little touch football at halftime. It started so damn early. Yeah. Agreed. So, Agreed. No, so I mean, this sucks. is one of the reasons that, uh, you know, we, we really do have it pretty great out here. Um, and I totally agree. Like, I don't understand, you know, for me getting up eight thirty, nine o'clock Sunday morning, I throw on the TV, a little bit of white noise and then 10 AM. Boom. We got we got ten games starting, you know. If I have to wait till one for that, what am I? Where am I? Who am I? You know, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, exactly. So I, I mean, I guess maybe I mean clearly people figured it out and you know got into it or whatever. But um, it seems like not a great way to to live yeah. your life. For me. Well, you know, usually the games are more regional. Only really the Super Bowl is something where the entire nation is tuning in and they have to kind of fudge the numbers. But I feel like they could, yeah. I feel like the West coast people would be perfectly fine. If the game started even earlier, it's not like they would, they're not home from work. Start that game at noon or one, you know, start the game at one Pacific for Eastern. Right. right. It is kind of fun though. I will say when I was in New York recently and there was, um, you know, a late game on for the West Coast, you know, it was it was like an 11 start maybe or, you know, 1045 maybe it was like a, you know, Laker game or something. 1045, we're starting this thing. I can be up all night. I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> I'm ordering room service. I'm yeah, a well, great you didn't time. have to go to work the next day, so. That's true. That's true. Um, all right, so moving so, on, we've got um, we've got some viewer mail that Ooh. i or, or sorry listener mail okay um from some of our uh fenwick friar um fans that okay we we've apparently we've attracted um a fenwick friars football fan base um we got one message that said did i miss the fenwick football wrap-up or was it cut um and then a follow-up email says I'll go back and listen. Skipped some of the baseball. Yawn emoji. So, <laughs> and then finally, the same listener wrote, you butchered Kankakee, but thanks for the shout out. So, um, our listeners are out there. They're demanding their shout outs and they're getting it. So. Um, Who needs a shout out today? Let's give them one. Um, well, we saw um, the we saw the highlights of that Fenwick Championship match. Um, 
And it looks like pretty much like the Patriots last night, Fenwick just ran right over them. So if you watch the Instagram highlights, it, it looked like a pretty dominant performance over Kankakee, Kanaki, Kanaki. Okay. Kankakee. Well, without having seen the game or the highlights, um, I will say that oftentimes when a school kind of comes out of nowhere, like seemingly Fenwick has, um, it's because they got some kind of a transformational ringer-esque type mm. player mm-hmm. that they normally wouldn't get. And somehow they got him, And that guy is the reason why they're having all this success. I, I'm going to guess maybe based on your analysis, it's a running back of some kind. Oh, I think it was more like a play action quarterback. Um, it's kind of hard oh, to tell from Instagram, but they seem to have like this a, a wildcat esque sort of approach. Maybe, but also with some some throwing abilities. Um, okay. okay, sort of uh, a real kind of all star running and throwing quarterback, whose name was not given, but it looked like a really exciting form of offense that t- took advantage of this player's unique skill set. So. Well, that's pretty cool. That's <laughs> it's the most cool. vague sports reporting ever. They had one good player. <laughs> I could well, tell. You know, you know, without having all of the information, we got to use what's, what we have. You know. All right. Moving on. We are moving over to the Dominican Baseball League. Things are heating up and the teams are bunched up at the top. Uh, Estrellas Orientales. Um, are still maintaining their 600 record, but um, Aguilas and Licey are two and three games back respectively, and Gigantes are three games back as well. So the teams are bunched up at the top with only 10 games to go. And if you are a lover of Dominican baseball, as I am, you can still watch these games on MLB TV, your subscription MLB is not completely shut down. They have one guy in the building who's responsible for flipping the switch on all of these Lee Dome games every day. And they are so exciting. The commercials are exciting. The fans are into it. So there's only 10 games left in this regular season. So tune into Lee Dome and just experience the joy and wonder of Dominican winter baseball. Okay. Okay. All right. That sounds pretty fun. What else you got for me? Um, what else can, what else is going on in the world of sports? Um, well, you've heard about, uh, all of this coaching carousel business. I'm, I'm in college football. Maybe, maybe you haven't. Well, all I know UCLA, fo- I mean, I know USC poached, um, Oklahoma's coach. Right. That's right. But also, um, the coach of the Notre Dame fight in Irish just went up ahead and quit mm-hmm. on the team. Um, when Where's they were he still, he's headed to LSU. Okay. Now the problem here of one of many is that they were still kind of in the national championship conversation. You know, they were ranked sixth, I believe. And if a couple of things had happened, they might've, you know, moved up to four. How are you going to, I mean, that's like, uh, you know, a coach quitting before this, you know, the mm-hmm. AFC championship game. That's so wrong. That is so wrong. So let's all get mad. At, let's get mad. Let's get mad at that guy who um, is a jerk. What do you um, think of that? I always, I always hate people who 
leave a beautiful situation for something that is considered to be more prestigious, even if what they got going is going great. Yeah. No, I, I do too. And I, I think that, especially in the world of college athletics, it really just shows what a bunch of dirt bags that <laughs> these coaches and ADs oftentimes, I'm not saying every time, I'm saying oftentimes are, you know, they are just out for the best thing that they can get for themselves. And they don't really care about the kids, you know? Mm. I mean, here you've got a Notre Dame team that's fighting all fucking year. They're going off. They're in the conversation. And then the coach is just like, see you later. You know, I mean, what does that tell you? I don't know. It's messed up, Zero. especially because these, I mean, the money's got to be a factor, right? Um, LSU is in the SEC. So they're going to be paying big dollars to, a, to lure a coach who's had right. good success. If yes. you want to, if you want to flash back to something I'm familiar with, uh, UCLA, our coach Mick Cronin was poached from Cincinnati. He had a great couple of tournament runs with Cincinnati, who are not uh, a, a high, as highly regarded program as like a blue chip UCLA basketball. So right. the lure to UCLA is understandable. He didn't leave in the middle of the season, but he was at Cincinnati for 13 years. You know, he, he did well by that. He did well by that team. He made a couple of runs in the tournament and now he's at UCLA and it's a much bigger program, much more high profile recruitment. So, you know, it is a, it's a thing. Everyone's allowed to take a step up if they've earned it, but Yeah. No, I totally agree. I have no issue whatsoever with someone leaving at the, you know, obvious break in the season or, you know, whatever off season or, you know, even if you're like, hey, this is going to be my last game with you guys. Let's go out and give them one, you know, one last game for the ages, you know. Right. Um, that seems OK. I mean, it's not ideal. I'm sure the players would be pissed, but, you know, whatever. But just to I mean, kind of like a taking off in the middle of the night kind of a thing. Yeah. That's is just, I, I'm not okay with it. I don't think anyone should be okay with it. And uh, I think it's bad. And well, I think I we you... should all hate him. <laughs> this is like, we, this is one of those where, yes, let's all think lesser of this person who we don't know. Absolutely. And our boy, Phil, our golf partner, Phil. Yeah. That is um, Oklahoma head covers on his golf bag this weekend. I know. And he was saying, we lost our coach to USC. Of course, he, he wants to go to USC because it's part of the path to the NFL to coach, coach somewhere like that. And OU is just as good of a football program as USC. But I guess he just wanted to go to Hollywood and, you know, be under the big lights of a major market. So, yeah. um, you know, screw him, screw USC. And I totally. wish him the worst of luck. I wish him bad luck. And he, <laughs> I believe, did the same type of thing. Yep. Leaving in the middle of the dang season. Yeah, he did. Even though he's not starting at USC until next season. Right, right. Exactly. So he could have told no them, hey, announce this after the bowl games or whatever. Exactly. Which I don't understand why they, why they don't just do that. But uh, right. it's, it's ridiculous. It's a free for all. 
All right, moving along. I know you're a big fan of cricket, specifically the competition we call the Ashes, which is when England plays Australia every two and a half years for a tiny trophy known as the urn. The Ashes started two hours ago. The first test in Brisbane. I know you're all following along. Yep. The live report on ESPN Crick Info says Root Duck leaves England top order in disarray. So are you familiar what a duck is? Uh, that's that's a thing like a cricket version of a strikeout. If I'm Correct. Mistaken. It means you got out without scoring a single run. Yeah. So England are currently 20 runs for three outs. So they're having a complete collapse in their first innings in the first test. So the, the ashes are off to a terrible start for England. For those of you who will be following that, if you do care to follow that along with us, Get a, get a subscription to Willow TV for $10 a month, and you can watch cricket for hours on end all day and night at any hour of the day. So that's my pitch. They're not a sponsor, but that's how you watch the Ashes if you're so inclined. I love the Ashes. I think it would be fun to watch. I'm a little overstreamed at the moment, mm. um, so I don't know I'll be signing up for that. But I might know someone who can lend me their password, possibly. Yeah, uh, I can hook you up. I mean, Maybe. I know someone who can hook you up. Right. Um, yes. But we'll we'll take in a we'll take in a test. It's going to be going on for a month or two. So yeah, no, I we'll feel see like, how this... It's always more fun when we when we watch it together because you understand it better than I do, um, and you know it's more fun to watch it with someone else anyway. Yeah, and it's fun to either make a pot of coffee, get up early, stay up late. These right. sports that happen on different time zones are just fun in general they because are. you feel special. I totally agree. I love I love getting up at weird times and, um, <laughs> you know, having people not know what the heck I'm up to or why I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, that was great. the that was the appeal for soccer for me all those years in the in the 90s when you couldn't yeah. when you couldn't, uh, you know, stream the games as easily. You had to stay up. And you know, watch it in the middle of the night or whatever. Get yeah, up in no, the early they morning. made it very tough on you. They did, and so, and I feel like now they've almost worked their schedule for us a little bit. You know, absolutely. I mean, you can watch a live, a couple of live games on West Coast time on Saturday, out here from the Premier League. If exactly, I'm, and uh, East Coast can see even more because they can catch, they can even catch the early morning games out there, the noon games. Right. Well, that's how you build a sport. Uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of soccer, I would be remiss if I did not mention that, you know, even though now I consider myself an LAFC fan. Right. My first team, NYCFC, who I was a season ticket holder for six years, their entire existence up until COVID hit, has made it to the MLS Cup for the first time, which will play this Saturday against yeah, Portland that. Timbers. So congrats to all my NA, all my NYC FC pals back in section 228 of Yankee Stadium. I'm missing you guys. I wish the team the best of luck. Um, I'm pretty much handed in my NYC FC card, but I'll, I'll get it out of the drawer for one last time and wish them well against stupid Portland and their artificial turf field. Good luck, NYCFC. 
I'm I can get behind that. I'm still mad at Portland for the one game that we or not the one game, but one of the games we went to where they took an early lead against our boys and then just flopped their way to yeah. a terrible win. And for those of you who didn't watch that game, there was something along the lines of 15 minutes of added time. Yeah. That should tell you what we were dealing with at this game. Portland is a disgrace. Portland are a disgrace. Yeah. They're a disgrace. So go (laughs) NYCFC. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, shout out to all all the lads and lasses back there in the Bronx. Absolutely. Supporting supporting our boys in blue. They need something good. For them, let's hope they, they do. Get this one. They do. They can't get a stadium built for love or money, so at least let them raise an MLS cup. Totally, totally. I agree. So, and I think for our last topic of the day, we should circle back to Crypto.com Arena and check in on NBA the goings on. Okay, we've got a full slate of games tonight. Um, well, not a full slate, but we've got some key games tonight. The Nets and the Mavericks have already tipped off. That's a close game in the second quarter. Right. And a classic rivalry for all times. We've got Lakers-Celtics tonight. Both teams kind of middle of the pack. Uh, Celtics coming to Staples Center slash Crypto.com Arena. What's your, what's your thought on Celtics-Lakers tonight? So excited for Celtics Lakers. They got us last time in the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, we and, didn't have LeBron, right? Uh, yeah, we were a little short handed that night, um, but they got us. And that always sucks. Cause you know, you hate Boston except oh. for Larry bird. Cause he's cool. Um, and both teams are kind of reeling a little bit and the Lakers, they're actually reeling so hard that there's talk of, of you know getting rid of the coach frank vogel who i think is doing a fine job yeah lebron came to his defense today and said you know i support him and all that good stuff so that was nice to see Mm -hmm. um but they're acting like it's it's his fault when we all know that the lakers a do not have any kind of you know reliable three-point shooting which you need in the league right now and if you don't have that uh, and your defense is kind of stinky, which the Lakers are playing really bad defense right now. Um, you know, you're not going to win a lot of basketball games. So you can't blame Frank Vogel for this. That's no. my feeling. I don't um, blame him in the slightest. I mean, I'm not worried about Frank. He'll, you know, if if he, you know, doesn't get, re, you know, brought back after this year, he's he's going to be fine. He also happened to, as you remember, bring us a title, the bubble title. Bubble title. So he's done his work for Laker Hell Nation. Yeah. Um, so I don't I, I just think all these guys that are like, oh, the Lakers are sucking, you know, it's like, well, yeah, you did what you did back in I think it was, you know, oh five or maybe oh yeah, oh four or five when you brought in Carl Malone and Gary Payton at the end of, and Steve Nash and just, you know, and it didn't work, you know? It didn't end up working. And they're right. trying that again. They just, you know, bring in Westbrook and Dwight again and Rondo and, you know, hope that they can sort of be MVPs again, which let's face it. um, It's hard to do. It'd be a lot better if they had a really exciting young player, like, you know, 
mm-hmm. Trey Young, or at least someone who could hit the three like they have up in Golden State, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, you're right. that's the my Yank- feeling. The Lakers do not have the youthful exuberance um, that some of these other teams are bringing. Even your most uh, hated Devin Booker would be a good spark for the Lakers, someone like right. that. Yeah, I mean, if we had him, I, I would, of course, love him if he was on the Lakers, which, you know, is sort of my M.O. But, um, yeah, we don't we don't have that kind of player right now. Well, we gave away so much to get A.D. that, you know, now the, the farm system, in base, to put it in baseball terms, is a little bit empty. Yeah, it is. It's very empty. Um, and then we, you know, we got Westbrook, who I love Westbrook. He's great, yeah. but uh, he is not the piece that's going to fix everything, you know. So we're in trouble, Rossi. We are, <laughs> we are in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah. They're going to have to really round into shape, stay healthy, and um, just start playing better basketball. Yeah, they, they bet in and defense. I think is going to be a big thing because. No matter how bad your shooting is, you can always play good defense. No, but you know, there's no stopping you from doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So try that on for size. See if that helps, and then maybe you, you know, win ugly and get yourself a decent uh, playoff sl- seating. Just exactly. my, just my two cents. Um, if you follow, um, uh, if you follow. Um... Uh, no, never mind. Cut this. <laughs> Cut this. Oh, I have something. I have. Are we allowed to do one free sponsorship with the possibility of getting a later paid sponsorship? Is that yeah? Allowed? Yeah, it's called a. It's called a reach out. Do a okay. Do a reach out. I'd like to do a reach out for an upcoming possible sponsor uh, for the show. Okay. Um, Charles, aka Charlie Clark, at Compass Realty from the Beverly Hills office. Um, if you're thinking about selling your house and you want to find out what it's worth or get a market analysis, or if you're thinking about buying a house and you need someone to walk you through where the market's at, Charlie Clark at Compass Realty out of the Beverly Hills office mm. knows everything you ever want to know. And let me tell you, you're not going to find a nicer and cooler guy to spend time with because let's face it, you're spending time with your realtor. You're in his car. Right. You're, you're in a lot of office. driving around and open houses. And you're driving at... around, you know, yeah. you're talking on the phone. This is someone you really have to get to know. And he's fantastic. So for all of my friends in LA, all our listeners, if you're thinking about selling your home <laughs> or looking to buy a home, Charlie Clark at Compass Realty in Beverly Hills, California. Yeah, I, I love that guy. I've never worked with him professionally, but I can attest to his his uh, good good cheer and all around um, just being an awesome guy. So he's he's an Charlie, awesome guy. You got this free one. You got you got this free one from us. Yep. And um, I I don't have a home to sell, or or you'd be hearing from me tomorrow. But well, um, let me tell you something. How how just legit Charlie Clark is. We were talking about my home that you've seen and been in and, once or twice. <laughs> right. And he said, you know what? Hold on to it. You got a gem there. Keep it. Does that help his, you know, 
short-term business? Not at all, you know, but he's looking out for me. So right. that's the kind of, you know, care you're going to get from Charlie. It's, yeah. He's, he's not, not going to tell like, you just put it up on the market now because right. he wants that commission. Right. He's going to exactly. give you an honest answer and assessment. Exactly. Um, so anyway, all right. That's my, uh, that's my free one. <laughs> Do you have an email address where he can be reached? I, I don't off the top of my head, but I will tell you this. If you look him up online. What's um, the, um, what's the agency? So, so it's with Compass Realty, Charlie. They're, Clark. they're one of the big ones. They're one of the big ones. He's, and it's in the Beverly Hills, um, what regional office or whatever they call them. Um, but he's kind of an East side guy as well. I see him over here on our side of town. He is. He specializes in, you know, everything from Silver Lake to Mount Washington to Eagle Rock to all of that stuff. But he met up with a guy who does a lot of stuff in the Malibu and Topanga. They hit it off. And that's actually how he got to join up with Compass. Because I won't say his old company because we don't do that here. But he was with a different outfit for a long, long time. But he had such a great connection with Compass and they do a lot of work on the West side and he, uh, right he, now he does everything in LA and he's expanded his whole, oh, okay. whole thing. Yeah. Boy, he's, he's big time. All right. Big time. Go big, Charlie. But not too big. <laughs> not too big for you. <laughs> well, that's cool. All right. So, well, this has been fun. I had a couple this other sports notes that I, that I uh, stumbled upon. Um, European Champions League, big victory today for Liverpool, knocking Milan, AC Milan, out of the Champions League. So wow. go to bed, Milan. You're out. Go to bed. <laughs> okay. And uh, so that was exciting for me. I, I, like, to, I like to see I'm, – I'm no Liverpool fan, but I like to see the big bads like AC Milan get, get t- taken out. Me too. Me too. So Good for them. Um, and that's really all the sports I could muster. I have nothing else. All right. Um, well, I think that's a great time to wrap it up. I want to say, since this was just a two-person podcast today, which is, we haven't done that in a while, there's some brotherly love right now. There We're really all is. about it. We're having a great time being Neglias. I got mm-hmm. your back. I'm feeling the support from you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Christmas is coming. <laughs> So let's, you know, hey, fire up the right. credit cards and let's buy some stuff. <laughs> let's buy some stuff. Other. Get some get some spending going. Yeah, um, absolutely. All right. So I'm going to see you tomorrow for dinner. Tomorrow for dinner at, at the restaurant that we don't want to plug yet because <laughs> they're not a sponsor. But yes, yes, we okay. will probably pick you up. Okay, good. That sounds great. All right. Love All right. you. Great pod. Love you too. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye, Dave. Oh, my God. It's so baseball.